Good morning and welcome to another edition of the Weave's Best Bets here on the field of 68. We are uh, presented and sponsored, of course, by Bet Rivers. Guys, it's conference tournament week. It's rolling. We have the first of the power conferences kicking off today. We've got the ACC. Kai, I wouldn't say the games are totally exciting, no. but they are happening. That's one thing you can say about yep. them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were also some games yesterday, some very entertaining ones. I think we know what the biggest takeaway is, but Kai, I'm going to see if you go there. What, what did you see last night? Uh, I watched one of the most amazing games ever between Chattanooga and Furman. Uh, end of regulation, Chattanooga is up three after a massive comeback. The coach tells him to foul. Every player is doing the foul sign. Nobody fouls, and Bothell hits a step back three to tie the game, go to overtime. Looked like Furman's game in overtime, Jim. And then, of course, David John Baptiste. Holy moly, uh, 40 footer at the buzzer to win. Onions, incredible, incredible game. Feel bad for Bob Ritchie, Matt, but I'm glad we got the mocks in the tournament. Yeah, I wanted my guy, Bob, front of the program, Mr. Bob Ritchie in the uh, tournament. I, I hope people realize how stellar of a coach he is despite his. SoCon tournament shortcomings. Jim, my takeaway, South Dakota State is just on a different stratosphere right now. Um, And we'll see how they hold up tonight against North Dakota State, who has been kind of the thorn in their side historically. Um, But I think this team's just operating on a different level. And I kind of think they smacked North Dakota State. I've gone back and forth on this. It's a tough matchup for them. But that is my most enticing matchup of the evening. The Summit Showdown at Sioux Falls. I just your takeaway is a job look ahead. Come on, I'm just like let's let, let's talk games. I'm ready to talk games. I hate looking okay. backwards, forwards. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you got to give a tip of the cap to, to Georgia State, and honestly, the, the weave had some pretty strong Sun Belt takes. We thought Georgia State, the Cajuns, they were the best bets. Boom, meet in the final. Don't have to worry about hedging. We love that. Just, just right. free money, guys. Free money. Uh, all right, let's get into tonight before Matt uh, just you know just combust. He, he's Jim. I like Gonzaga now. <laughs> Gonzaga. All right. Well, Matt, let's start with that. Gonzaga and St. Mary's round three of this season. Uh, we saw the last one go decidedly the way of the Gales late in the year. Uh, last night, it, it was kind of funny. Randy Bennett was like, yeah, we're not going to do any scouting. We played them a week ago. We're going to do basically the same thing. We'll watch the film of that game. Uh, he and few both are, I think, excited about the fact that they don't have to do any prep. They're just kind of like, all right, let's play. Let's get our teams out there. So who do you think that benefits or, or do you have an angle in this one? I don't uh, spread open 13 and a half. It's been bent down a little bit to minus 13. So some Gales money, Kai, and for good reason, people obviously looking at what just happened in the last matchup when I think the Gales, I don't know if exposed Gonzaga, but found a way to uh, find success against them both on offense with carving them up with Tommy Cousy, AKA Steve Nash and ball screens playing inside out, but then also getting back on defense and completely taking away Gonzaga's transition attack. However, Kai, I think Gonzaga is a little bit annoyed, angry, even by the uh, by that sort sort of embarrassing effort at St. Mary's. I wonder if they come outside with a little uh, little piss and vinegar in the loins and and smack smack the gales. What say you? Yeah, St. Mary's is kind of the only team that's cracked Gonzaga right during the regular season, at least in WCC play. The Zags are not super sharp against San Francisco, kind of let their foot off the gas, although I'm not really putting a whole lot of stock in there. I mean, they still won the game. We're totally in control. Uh, I, I probably lean towards the Gales, Matt, on the number, um, but I'm I'm kind of thinking the Zags do come out in full force here, Jim. It's a watch game for me. It's not a bet game. I'd rather just watch this game and enjoy. Yep, I will be in the house watching and enjoying Kai. It does feel a tad high. I just, it's hard to see the St. Mary's team getting blown out 
yeah. uh, a neutral site. But this tournament has had a ton of blowouts. I believe our buddy Stucky said the last 10 years, none of the WCC tournament finals have been decided by single digits. Even when St. Mary's has won, they, they took care of business and, and actually beat Gonzaga by double digits. Uh, yeah, last night was weird with Gonzaga. It felt like the final four minutes, they were just like, let's get to tomorrow. Let's get to tomorrow. They didn't attack San Francisco's press with any intention to score. It was like, let's get across half court and then stand around. That's not really like them. They're usually uh, foot on the gas pedal. I think we see more of that today. Uh, so I'm leaning towards St. Mary's on the number, but I have some, some matchup concerns. And Kai, like you said, I want to enjoy it. It's going to be a great one. Hey, do we like the under here? I feel like we were leaning toward under. Here's the little con. No, okay, kind of disagrees. Uh, I would never. I don't want to take Gonzaga under personally. No, thank you. Well, first matchup, one forty-seven and a half, went under. Second matchup, the one St. Mary's won, one forty-four and a half under today, one forty and a half. So the odds makers continue to chop into that. I'm curious if that's even low enough, just with the way I think St. Mary's can effectively control the tempo. Yeah, and I'm until just... I speak again, I'm going to fix this. That's a horrible glare in my eye right now. Give me a. Thank you. Give me a quick 30. All right. I'll dish to Kai first on this next game. Mid show. Uh, yeah. Kai, let's go to the CAA where yeah, UNC Wellington may have gotten a beneficial call to, to get by John Meeks. I don't think it was a charge. I'll just come out and say it, it was not a, I, not a charge. Not a charge. That's it. Those, those games, those are like, they're almost never charges. The Missouri state Drake yeah. games. The only time I've seen a rep get it right. Tucker DeVries hit two free throws to win after a correct block was called. Uh, but Delaware, man, they, you, Kai, you said it on Twitter. They daddied Towson. They took they daddied care of business. Uh, basically, we're up double digits. Most of the game uh, re-extended late after a mini run. How do you see this happening? We got the five seed as a favorite over the two seed. The NC Wilming continues. Yep. They stay getting disrespected, Kai. Is, is that line correct? I know. Once again, UNCW is a dog as a two seed uh, in this tournament. I, I think the line's correct. I mean, UNC Wilmington is lucky. <laughs> People have talked about Providence being lucky. This team is lucky. Excuse me. First, the, the charge call. Absolute nonsense. Okay, then they get Charleston on a 4-for-13 game from three and 7-for-13 from the free throw line. And like, give, apparently 14-for-30 on layups. Unbelievable. And, and this, this extends to the entire CAA season. Team shot 67.5% from the free throw line against Wilmington during the year. I mean, that's as lucky as you can get. I think it runs out here. Matt Delaware looked awesome against Towson. Yep. Painter was looking spry. He did not look like he was hobbled too much by injuries. They were fired up. Jair Davis is a Jair monster. Davis, man. He rocks. Uh, UNC Wilmington did sweep them, but I think the Hens are better. Um, they didn't have Davis the first game. And again, they shot poorly from the free throw line in game two. So I think this game is Delaware's. I also want to see Delaware in the tournament. Inglesby, it's been a long time coming for him. He's dealt with so many injuries year in, year out. He has the most talent here. Uh, go Delaware. I'm with you, Kai. I like Delaware. I think the price is accurate. You're not getting like any sort of bargain here, laying two against UNC Wellington, but I think that's the right side. They went very impressive effort against Towson, team that I was in love with. And you're right, Kai. I think the UNC Wilmington luck train expires tonight. Although, I mean, Jim, maybe this is just the way this he's going to go for them. If they, they have like that innate confidence now that even when their backs against the wall, they're going to find a way to pull it out. I'm not, I hate buying into such cliche narratives, but it seems like when it repeatedly pops up, uh, there could be some real juju there. Yeah. And stop me. If you've heard this before, it's a championship game and the under got absolutely smacked. It's down three and a half yep. points. Kai, it's nine points below the Ken Palm projection. Is that a little crazy? It feels like it's gone kind of far, uh, having the total be that far below it. 
Yeah, it's crazy, Jim. But Wilmington is such an under team, I feel like, because they just scrap and they play that weird zone. So, yeah, I wouldn't feel comfortable taking either side, really. Right. And nobody makes shots against them. And no one makes shots. No one makes free throws. Yeah. I don't know what they do. They stare at them. Yeah. So part of me still leans towards the under. Obviously, that kind of blew up in my face with the Sunbelt one yesterday. I should have taken the SoCon under. Still one in in overtime. I I picked the wrong one. Picked the wrong one. It's on me. Uh, All right. Let's keep moving on down the outline. Let's go to Wright State, Northern Kentucky in the horizon. Wright State. Wow. Impressive dismantling of the one seed yesterday. Took down Cleveland State. They had not beaten Cleveland State yet this year, and yet they destroyed them in the third meeting. Matt, do they do the same thing to Northern Kentucky? They have yet to beat Northern Kentucky this year. And the one stat I'll throw out before I go to you, Wright State's been bad versus zones this year. 20th percentile per synergy. That worries me against NKU. It does, although I like that later in the season, Wright State has seen more of it and has, I think, had more opportunities to re, like, recalibrate their offense to be effective against zones. Uh, Jordan Majeski did a really good breakdown of Wright State's most recent games against zones. They've been more effective I don't have the specific uh, button push it, precisely that whatever Nagy did, but it, something's working. And I think Kai, even if shots are not falling, if the offense is a little disjointed, I just think they get to the glass tonight. They have like kind of that second um, security blanket way to manufacture points. And well, it should be a pretty low scoring game. I, I like the under here anecdotally. And I think Wright State grinds it out and the raid is go dancing. And I like it so much. Kai, it's my best bet. So Right state plus one, I believe, is the consensus price and what our fine folks at Bet Rivers are offering. I'd take anything up to minus one. So I think the wrong team is favored currently. Yeah, I'm a little surprised Northern Kentucky's favored, uh, but they are the hottest team in the horizon right now. I mean, they're rolling, but they're also kind of a luck box as well. And, and sure, they play good defense, but Detroit was seven for 28 from three. Purdue Fort Wayne was three for 20 from three. Those are two of the best three point shooting teams in the league. And they just couldn't hit the broad side of a barn yesterday. And that's definitely due partially to their defense, but also, that, that's a bit of luck. Um, yeah, Northern Kentucky had no trouble during the season, swept the series. I think Wright State's a better team now, a different team. They actually defended Cleveland State uh, for most of that game, and their offense was humming against a Cleveland State team that was fired up down the stretch, very hyped, playing their typical physical pressure in-your-face style. I thought Wright State would break. Instead, they extended the lead. That impressed me. That's old-school Wright State. This is my preseason pick, so I'm sticking with it, especially as a dog. Yeah, I, I like Wright State in general, and I picked them in that in our in our tournament pool. But I wrote this up for Action Network, and I just couldn't get there with with uh, the angles to bet Wright State, especially from a matchup lens. Like NKU kind of crushed them off the bounce in both meetings. They shot over sixty percent from two combined in both. Like they they clearly yeah. got quality shots. Not a lot of rim protection on this Wright State team, and I keep coming back to that zone angle, Matt. I know you said they were better against it late, but I think NKU is better at playing their zone now too. Like they have really figured out how yep. to, to bother teams and, and they have no prep time. Like the, this weird morphing zone 24 hours later has me concerned. I'm actually leaning towards Northern Kentucky. Um, I'm not going to give it as a best bet. I wouldn't dare go against Matt and have a weird oh, uh, thank you. weave versus weave best bet. But uh, I just, I fear for the Raiders because of the matchup. But I think they have a coaching edge. I'll say that. Uh, all right. Last one before we get to chat mob break. Let's go to the summit, South Dakota State, North Dakota State. Matt, you were chomping at the bit to discuss this, so I will go to you first. Man, this feels a little bit high to me considering uh, some things we said about these meetings all season long. They're pretty much always close. 
six points lane two possessions but you still leaning to the jackrabbits is that is that what i gather no i'm not anymore i i think i saw phony openers that like was four or something i was like ah, i think i like jack bunnies and then i opened at five at most shops and then it now it's up to six even six and a half yeah. um at a few places i mean i think north dakota state they played them twice hyper competitively this season both times lost by four um however you can make the case that south dakota state didn't exactly play well in either game i'd argue that north dakota state just is built to defend them well they run shooters off the three-point line even though this rendition of south dakota state's actually more predicated at scoring inside the arc you look at their three-point rates really not that high they just kill you inside they kill you with cuts just efficient mid-range shooters great finishers and they come at you from so many different angles. I mean, for God's sakes, Kai Luke Apple had 40 in the, uh, what was that, the last game of the season? He had like six and four points the last two nights. Mm-hmm. Just never know where the scoring is going to come from. The value, no, the value now, though, is on the Bison, I think. Six, both games play closer to pick in the regular season. I think you just take six. Oh. I don't think they play closer to pick. North Dakota State had a huge comeback in one of Sorry, those Sorry, huge games. comeback. Yeah, they played close like to the first one. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. fair. fair. Uh, both teams looked unstoppable last night. Uh, these games though, I, and we'll, I'll say a third time, they're always close. Both, both games did end in four points and Hey, yeah, they were down by a lot. North Dakota state in that first game, but they did come back. They made it a game, huge rivalry. I wouldn't be shocked. North Dakota state won this game. I, I actually think they can go toe to toe with South Dakota state. They do have a size edge. They have a good answer for Douglas Wilson. Matt mentioned terrific three point defense, number one, and three point attempt rate allowed number one, three point percentage allowed in league play. I think it's a close game. I think there is value on the bison. But Jim, I want my Jack buddies to bunnies to win. They are a much more fun team. Um, I, I want them in the tournament. Yeah, I, they're both fun. The summit's so much fun. I'm, I'm hoping we get yes. the, the typical shootout tonight. Both these teams typically play some some shootouts. Uh, the one thing I'll say about that first one where they got down 20, Sam Griesel was still kind of working his way back from an abdomen surgery. Like it was even surprising that he was playing uh, the games before that. And he could not be playing better right now. He had 26, nine and eight against Oral Roberts, just completely tore him apart, like near triple double. And he's cleared 20 points in five of his last seven games. So I I think he has been uh, ridiculously good. And it's kind of a matchup problem for South Dakota state with his size as a big ball handler. Uh, I don't know if, uh, unless Shireman really stands up to that task all night, I think he's going to be an issue. And Matt, you mentioned the inside out nature of South Dakota state. Well, North Dakota state probably has the best, big man combo in the league with Grant Nelson and Rocky cruiser. They actually can guard the paint a little bit and force South Dakota state uh, to shoot over the top, which they're capable of. But I I just think, yeah, the spreads a little too high. North Dakota state plus six was close to a best bet for me, uh, but I'm not going to give it out because of Kai, like you said, we want the Jack bunnies in. I want to see them in the tournament. All right, let's get into the chat mob. I see some questions flowing in. Folks, make sure to hit that like button today. Uh, Kai, what do we have? You Mazar? You are Mazar. Yeah, uh, a couple of questions about Ryder Manhattan. Uh, it seems like the consensus in the, in the mob here is on Manhattan. Uh, there's also leans towards the under in this game. Matthew, you're a big uh, MAAC type of guy. What do you think? I mean, this is the absolute hardest for stayaways. I don't know how you can trust either team. I know Riders play a lot better. Lately, they made some uh, schematic changes to their defense. They're actually guarding people for a change, and they do have talent, which is why we pegged them as a – I think I had them fifth in my preseason rankings. I also think Manhattan's uber talented. I just trust Ryder. I mostly think Ryder's the better coach team in this game. Is that a wild take? I guess, like, I'm not going to sit here and go to bat for Manhattan and Michelle right now, but 
Baggett is not great either, I don't think. And yeah, he's, he's been horrible he's flunked, in the conference. He's tournament. flunked this tournament. Yeah, he has. He's had like, bad spells. Here. Flunked. Yes. He is he is not passed with flying colors. Uh so yeah, hard stay away from me. I'm I'm with you there. Well, Jim, let's stick around in the NAAC, the Mac. Quinnipiac, Marist, two and a half point spread in favor of the Foxes. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think Quinnipiac is as talented or more talented, but this is one where I think there is a serious coaching edge for Marist. Uh, that spooks me a little bit. Um, and in that, we, 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 I'm kind of excited to see if we get a big Atuka run here. Sorry, Kai, I, yeah. won't, I won't belabor this game, but if we get Jao Atuka, oh, the Marist point guard, uh, if we get a, a pretty fun tourney run from him, that could be interesting. I would like that as well. That's fun. Matthew, in the Big West, we have Cal Poly and UC Davis. UC Davis minus five and a half. That sounds too short to me. What do you think? Yeah, it does to me too. Um, I looked at this and I was like, I made it six myself. And I was like, really? I only made it six? I know Cal Poly won the last two games of the regular season. They beat UC Irvine by 11 and then beat UC San Diego. Maybe they're coming in hot. I'm not buying that, that angle, though. I, I think UC Davis is the better team. The key is, can you stop Karoma inside? He's an absolute man. Um, he could go for 30 and 15. If you can stop him, you get a chance. Cal Poly is no academy of art, Kai. I think they're no academy of art. That's right. I, I I think Davis is kind of a, a good flyer uh, for a future. I, I'm, I'm with you there. I like that angle. Anybody in the bottom half of that bracket is a good <laughs> yeah. flyer because the right. best three teams are in the top half. Sorry, man. Yeah. Hawaii is not one of the best three. Yeah, Hawaii excluded because they have no players. We can talk Big West futures all you want. Fullerton's value is out of this world where they're priced right now. But I agree uh, with that too. <laughs> Big West takes Kai. Rio Grande Valley. Last one before we go back to the rundown here. <clears throat> Cal Baptist, Rio Grande Valley. Oh, we got someone in the chat. Domehawk just said Cal Baptist is a lock. I've seen people say the under is where they like Jim. Minus eight. Pretty high spread in the tournament game, but Rio Grande Valley is not good. Yeah, hey, this one's in Vegas, actually out in Henderson at a venue I have not been to. Uh, I'm, I'm intrigued. I think it might be the first year it's been there. Um, but I, this felt a hair high to me. I really like the Cal Baptist roster, but I don't know if they're blow a team out in a conference tournament caliber. Um, Matt, I think it's just going to be hard to get away from UT Rio Grande Valley. Yeah. I think they'll probably hang around. Could could be a backdoor situation. Yeah, UT are GV, the Vaqueros. Team that I think figures to play better in the conference tournament setting. Although I am looking to back Cal Bath if they advance. I think with with Nottage back, they're a, a good buy low candidate. All right. Uh, let's go Outline. back to the oh, you got more? Yeah. Okay. Nope. Let's go back. Outline. Here we go. All right. Wagner Bryant, guys. We have had some vested interest in both of these teams all season. Uh, the Wagner future gravy train did run out, but we at least got to hedge onto the Bulldogs. Now they meet again, basically a week later, same venue. Uh, are, Kai, are the adults of, of Wagner going to be enough to get it done here? Bryant's taking a little bit of money, but I have a hard time trusting them after they almost lost to Mount St. Mary's. Wagner is, like I said, they're adults, they're mature, they're tough. Can mm-hmm. they hang around here? Yeah, definitely. But Bryant showed it was the best team in the finals game of the season. Um, I'm glad we get to see a rubber match here. We, we deserve to know who's the best in a three-game series. But we've said before, Matt, without Elijah Ford in the lineup, Wagner is just not the same. Um, there's too much firepower for Bryant and man, Bryant as a 15 or a 16 seed in the dance, mm-hmm. look out. That is danger city for one of, a, uh, for one of the high seeds with Peter kiss. Who's averaging more than anybody in the country points per game. If you can catch three. I'd hop in on Bryant's what the game they just played. The regular season finale closed right around three to four. So you're basically getting the exact same price and a matchup that I know Wagner had a lead for much of the first half. And I think into the second half, Brian's a better team. We've all been saying this for like the last month, 
um, you're still at a point where I think you can sell high-ish by low-ish on Wagner and Bryant, respectively. Um, and in this setting, you're right. For all the marbles, I think Bryant takes care of business, Jim. So don't overthink this one. Bryant minus three. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not laying it. Uh, I actually have a Bryant future at even money. Um, just going to be cheering for them. Not Oh, wow. Sorry. Spread's been bet up like to four, even yeah. higher. I completely yeah, missed four, that. Four and a half. Yeah. Yep. That's too high. Dang it. Um, so I am, I'm not touching this one. Guys, I'm going to, I'm going to zag a little bit. I think Bryant is a fine, I, I'm, I'm not worried about playing them in a, in a, in a, in a NCAA tournament if I'm a high seed because they play fast. And I just like, I think that kind of leads to blowouts. I just look at the Houston game where they lost by 67. Granted, yeah. Peter Kitts did not play in that game, but um, I just I, I worry about them, uh, their toughness against actual high major size. Fair okay, enough. next one. Uh, the A Sun, Jacksonville versus Bellarmine. The weirdest situation of them all. Jacksonville State will be tuned into this game, cheering very hard for the Knights because if the ineligible for the postseason Bellarmine Knights win, Jacksonville State goes to the NCAA tournament. That rule is stupid. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. But Kai, the Dolphins have been nothing short of brilliant so far. They knocked off the one seed at Jacksonville State on the road. Do they keep that train rolling here as a dog against Bellman? Well, it's going to be ugly. Uh, Kim Palm rejects 58 possessions, and Bellman won this first game in overtime, and it went 66 possessions. So we're, we're getting sub-60. It's going to be a gross game. Matt, I'm kind of in on the Dolphins' scrappiness here. Uh, the concerns, Bellman has nothing else to play for. Jim mentioned their season's over one way or another. So this is their Super Bowl. They get to say they're the A-Sun champs and beat their chest, whatever. I cannot believe that Jacksonville State gets the bid because the Dolphins beat them last round. So Jacksonville would not go to the dance, but the team they beat would if they lose this game. That's not fair. And the world will correct fairness, Matthew. Pounding the glass, making this a war would be the Dolphins' goal. I lean towards Jacksonville. I took Bellarmine, and I, I hate it because I've been such a fan of what Mincy's done down there in Jacksonville all year. Uh, he's been like road warriors too. So I, I know that they're the Bellarmine at home thing may entice some people, but that hasn't played as strongly home court has not played as strongly in the eight sun tournament, uh, especially in these title games the last few years, just, just noteworthy there. I do think I did take Bellarmine though. I, I think they're the better team. Um, I just think it's like a team of destiny type of th- type of deal, Jim, where they want to win and sort of shove it to the NCAA and like, Hey, how dare you exclude us from your party? Yeah, I buy it's got Davenport, baby. Little like it's like maybe a little audition for the Louisville job coming up. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Uh, Rick Pitino gave him like a, a vote of confidence on Twitter. Like, shout, oh, yeah. shouted him out. Uh, matchup wise, I think the the amount of threes that Jacksonville gives up could be an issue. Bellarmine, a, a very uh, good shooting squad, particularly CJ Fleming. Uh, but I think Jacksonville will probably take away Dylan Penkai. He, he's such a monster getting into the paint, and Jacksonville uh, really defends inside very well. They're compact. And you mentioned the glass. I think that is a major uh, benefit or, or advantage for Jacksonville. So I kind of lean towards Bellarmine, but I am not betting that one either. I am continuing to holster any best bets. Uh, nothing, nothing coming out quite yet. All right, let's go to the ACC. That is all six championship games. Those are the fun ones. Now, Matt, we got to talk about the Garbaggio in the ACC. Throwing shade at Boston College and Pitt because, unfortunately... They have kind of earned it this year. Uh, Boston College, a slight favorite here. This is at Barclays in New York. How do you see this one playing out? Do you think the Panthers can get a win, or are you trusting Mr. Earl Grant in his first ACC tournament game? Don't trust either team. I actually kind of lean Boston College, to be honest. Um, I, I like the overs, though. Uh, the first round ACC overs is an angle I'm going to play. I think Barclays is a fairly 
shooting friendly, scoring friendly environment. At least that's the way it played last time the AC tournament was there. So I'm taking the ACC for turn overs today, Jim. I have zero take on this particular side. I will have a take on the other ACC showdown side though in a sec. Kai? Uh, yeah, BC won this first game by 13. That shocked me. I think I was on pit that game, full strength. But Pitt was awful. It was an off night. 38% from two, 28% from three, 58% from free throw line. Can't really do much worse than that. I think Pitt's better. So I, I think the plus two is, is there, there's a lot of value there, Jim. But there's a huge coaching edge. I think Earl Grant's a much better coach than Capel. That scares me. Uh, in a tournament setting, don't really trust Pittsburgh as well. But there's value there. They should live at the line. Hopefully they just make those free throws. Yeah, Kai, that's that. you hit the thing that matters most to me, I think, is the coaching edge. I just... I can't bet Jeff Capel against Earl Grant in a tournament setting. I can't do it. You can't make me do it. Uh, I, I'm just not going to not gonna get there. I do like Pitt's roster a little better. I'm with you, especially with Ithiel Horton giving them some actual perimeter punch. But uh, I can't get there on betting Pitt. just feels wrong to me. All right, Matt, we got two more ACC games. Only one on the outline, though. Going, going to you again on Georgia Tech, Louisville. You have been a cards guy for most of the season before we finally gave up on this team. We were, we were late to give up because they had given up before we did. Uh, do you think they actually come out with a renewed effort for maybe Pegues' last coaching game with them? Or have they fully rolled over? Have they fully quit? What do you think? Yeah, there's a time to back him. It's here at this price against a Georgia Tech team I'm not really a fan of. But I don't know. There just seems to be something especially stinky about this level situation. So I'm not involved here again. I'm on the over Kai, um, but, uh, but no side take. I think the prize is actually about where it should be. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm not thinking about this one. Just take Georgia tech. Louisville's completely broken and Georgia tech's recent games beat BC lost by last at Clemson by four blown up in Notre Dame, whatever lost versus Virginia tech by four lost at Q's by one. They're playing pretty well lately down the stretch. Pastor in a tournament setting, I actually can get behind. Georgia Tech's done well in this tournament before. Um, and Louisville, like I said, just broken, broken, broken. I lean towards Georgia Tech. Yeah, like there's yeah, there's a chance we get to like resurgent effort from from Louisville, but it's not something I really I, I want to weigh my my hard earned dollars on. Uh, all right, let's get to chat mob part two here, Kai. Um, I'm not sure what all has been asked. Maybe any of our best bets games, but what do you got? Well, there's only two games on the venue or on the menu uh, that are not part of our best bets, Jim. So we can just hit those real quick. Canisius Fairfield, Matthew, any take on that Mac matchup? Like Canisius, this should be favored in this game. I'm not I'm not a fearful guy. So, but I've been fading Fairfield all year, baby. Sorry, they played Stop. him really close twice and never quite pulled off the win. Maybe they get it done here. I'll agree with there's value. I don't know if they should be favored, but Jim, too far. Sorry, maybe too far. I apologize. You you get Bakersfield, Northridge. Six and a half is a lot of points, in my opinion. Man, this is a claw-your-eyes-out game if there has <laughs> ever been one. Uh, I do not like watching either of these two offenses operate. Uh, my numbers, Matt, indicated an over. I think we talked about how Bakersfield has popped as an over team yep. for us, and I just I, I refuse to acknowledge it. <laughs> I refuse to bet it. My theory uh, is that models can't like comprehend how – poorly Bakersfield shoots from the mid range and how many sh mid range shots they take. Like no offense has ever done what they're doing. It yeah, breaks models. Um, so Kai, I'm with you. I think the number may be a tad high. Northridge is a little bit healthier than they were during the year. They've been better with Bean in the lineup. Um, I think they can hang around Bakersfield, not a team. I trust laying more than two possessions. No. That's it guys. And what's fun about this show is there's still three more best bets on games. We have not touched yet. So Jim, start us off. 
late reveal. Yeah, I saw some chatter about this in the uh, in the chat, but I am on the UTSA Southern Miss under. I love Conference USA unders in that football stadium with the weird setup. Uh, both these teams have personnel issues. Jordan Ivy Curry, the point guard for UTSA, left the program in late February. That robs them of their their primary shot creator. I think that hurts the uh, the, the scoring in this one. And then also. Southern Miss has been missing like three starters. They might get a couple of them back, Matt. You sent us a quote from their coach that hinted that they might get some guys back, but I don't think the continuity will be there. I think they'll be rusty running offense. And again, that venue is so freaking weird and hard to shoot in. Uh, I like the under. It's seen 138 and a half. Let me double check. There's a couple different UTSAs on the betting board for some weird reason. Yeah, I see 138 and a half still. So that is my best bet for the day. Kai, what do you have? Guys, I'm going with Utah Valley, minus 12 against Chicago State, our Cougars, Matthew. Uh, too much size here for Utah Valley. 1.53 points per possession in the first game, 61% offensive rebounding rate. There was no stopping them. 61, more than Ch- half. Chicago yeah. State scored 1.3 points per possession that game at home and still Chapel lost by 14. Yeah. Still lost by 14. They had their best offensive effort ever and still, still lost by 14. So, Hey, I'm glad the Cougars get to go to Vegas. They take advantage of Tarleton and Dixie being in this league, and they get the, the bid to the postseason. I hope they had fun in Vegas last night because I think this is going to be a route. Fardal's AMAC is going to have 20 and 10, whatever. Name how many rebounds and points. Utah Valley minus 12. I like that. Hey, I want to go back to Jim's best bet real quick before I give my uh, second best bet. I do like Southern Miss quite a bit, so I think they're getting Stevenson back. Um I just think they, they should be, that should be close to a pick. So just a quick little inclusion there. Um, Wright State plus one was my first best bet we already covered. My second, the fighting Kevin Keats, NC State plus five, taking on a now healthy Clemson team that seems to have been priced like right back to where we saw the peak of Clemson this year. Um, and I think that has some merit in the fact that they now have PJ or PJ Hall and Hunter Tyson back. But I'm not ready to declare them the version of Clemson we saw early in the season, especially in a matchup against NC State team that can really attack them off the bounce. It's a pretty seismic athletic advantage there on that wing. You know, Sebron and uh, what Turk Smith can do, uh, creating off the dribble. And it's just a team that figures to play well in this conference tournament setting where it's basically gave up on the regular season. Disgusting efforts down the stretch. I think you get a really good, a really solid NC State effort for 40 minutes today. Plus five feels like it's too high on a neutral. I like it. I like it. Uh, I'm kind of with you there. Clemson, yeah, they, they trended up a little bit, but maybe with Hallback, they're not completely whole and they're not really ready to run their stuff the way they were early in the season. And NC State never quit. I will give them that down the season. They, they were not rolling over in kind of the same way that Louisville was, uh, especially with Keats back. All right, that wraps it up for today. That is our show. We hit every game, I believe. So well Ooh. done, fellas. Uh, the slates are about to pick up. They're about to get a lot meatier as we get through this week with all the other conference tournaments kicking off. Uh, so come back when, and join us same time tomorrow. Uh, thank you to Bet Rivers. Thank you to Field 68 for putting the show together. Thank you to our producer, Zach, behind the scenes. And cheers to you all, Chat Mob. We'll see you again tomorrow, same time, 10 a.m. Central. Enjoy the hoops today.